Nobody knows she puts on secret clothes and lies in the middle with her hands tied behind her back. Ooh, that sounds like a fun Saturday night. <laughs> you know what that what you know It sounds I, familiar. I can't place it. That's Elvis Costello, thirteen steps lead down. Ah, thirteen okay. steps lead down. What a fucking great Okay, so I was driving back from Texas. Yes. And I might have listened to music, which I don't normally do. So, of course, I was listening. And I'm like, holy shit, that Elvis Costello song. Because then there's another lyric. I have to print out all the lyrics. But then there's another lyric, which is like, cover up that bruise, put on big leather shoes. You know, I think it's a kicky side. Tonight I'm drinking to myself or tonight I'm drinking to your health because I can't stand myself. It sounds like he's conflicted. You know, like she's kinky, 13 steps lead down. I'm assuming it's that she's in the apartment below him and she's kinky. This is what I'm hoping. I haven't read all the (laughs) lyrics and I couldn't understand them, but this is what I'm hoping. And when you're driving back, hallucinating while you're driving from Texas at three Uh, in the morning, these are the things you think about. You're hallucinating (laughs) about Elvis Costello. I would, I would, yeah, <laughs> kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, just a little. The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious, here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Hello and happy Halloweeny and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording on Zencaster, thousands of miles apart, but not for long. I'm Path Girl. I am Count Boogie, and don't hold your breath, Path Girl. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's Have me. Have the plans changed yet again? Yeah, you know it's me. It's me, Path Girl. But I think before we get into all of uh, of my amazing things, yes, I am back. I'm in storage in Los Angeles. I have traveled back from uh, the land of Tejas. I couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> and uh, it was great. I beat the heat, and now it's nice and cool. I'm in storage in a sweater and uh, back nice. living in the car. But uh, but that's not what's important. What's important yes. is you dressed up. Oh yes. And went to a Halloween party last night. Uh, yes, and a we want, Halloween party. And we want the details spare none. I will spare none. So yes, me and our kinky tribe went down to a kinky Halloween uh party down at a hotel of all places. It was very interesting to be walking in in all of our costumes with a wedding going on on one floor and a baby shower in another. So we got plenty of eyeballs. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Especially one of the DMs I know, he's this big, tall, six foot two guy, and he's wearing a pink leather dress. And it's just like, oh, nice. what a great Halloween costume. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got to do a nice scene with Doc last night, uh, put my put me on the cross, and uh, we started off with so- – oh, the, the main point is also – so my costume for the night was Velma from Scooby-Doo. Nice. <laughs> so a nice slutty Velma. The horny which, one. Yeah, the horny one. <laughs> uh, to which Doc was absolutely thrilled because he had a huge crush uh, as a child. So he got to get out some of his childhood fantasies last night. <laughs> nice. 
so I kept the wig and the glasses and the uh, the the knee socks on with. So I took that with the rest of my costume. So that was a nice kinky Velma. But we started with uh, some other straps as a warm up, and then went to some floggers and that wonderful rubber serrated flogger that I like. Uh, and then started with a dragon tail. I have some gorgeous marks on my butt and thighs. Just, oh, I just, yeah, I need to take pictures of them and finished off with a, a nice signal whip. And actually he had a nice, a lot of room to actually throw it and like was able to hit around the front of my thighs, even though it's on a cross. So, right. Oh yeah. Very, very nice. Very, oh, very look nice. at you getting all whip whore now. Yeah. <laughs> I've become quite the whip whore. The funny thing is there were two people dressed as Jesus last night and we were all laughing of, all right, somebody needs to put Jesus on the cross and beat him. But well, then one yeah. of the Je- <laughs> it's but then one of the Jesus guys was beating up a girl and it's just like we're sitting there going, I can imagine him going, Yeah, how do you like it, huh? <laughs> yeah. How do you like it? <laughs> the meek shall inherit my cock, you bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of our friends, a couple that we know, they did a, a cute couple costume where one was a doctor, the guy was a doctor, and the girl did kinky operation. So she like printed out like different uh, kinky things and put them all over her body. So she had a paddle on her arm and a oh, piece nice. of rope on another. And she was wearing a glowing uh, uh, nose. So it looked like, you know, when you do operation, and she had like salad tongs with her, and she had a big drawn out yes. cock by her crotch. So <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> So uh, yeah, they won. They won best couple, and actually, Donis won for scariest costume. He had this big, tall Reaper costume that was kind of awesome. Oh, so, that's awesome! So you guys yeah. had a great time, and there yeah. was some shenanigans. Did you get some D later that night? Uh, yeah, I actually got some D this morning. Uh, the D this morning was kind of just more routine vanilla sex, but he was over on Wednesday night. Or yeah, wow. Wednesday night. Wow! Oh, wait, wait. This one's better. <laughs> this morning okay. was vanilla. Wednesday afternoon, we did a cock worship session. Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh, was, well, yes. So he was, uh, we were watching TV on the couch when whatever episode we were uh, watching was done. We were going to go take a nap. And I was like, no, I'm not going to take a nap. So I started grabbing his crotch and just pulled down his shorts and just went to town on his cock and just, just cock worship for me. It doesn't matter if you're hard or soft, but it's just, I was just getting so dripping wet from sucking off on his cock. And then even like I was wrapping my tits around his cock and giving him some rubbing that way. He was absolutely wow. fucking loving it. Oh yeah. What a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. Bummer, dude. Bummer. Total yeah, bummer. The whole way. <laughs> Which I have to remember in the, in the UK bum is ass. So sometimes when you say bummer, like in Australia, it's like you're getting fucked in the ass. I understand. But, out here, bummer means like that's a drag, that's lame. It doesn't mean. I wonder what that sounds like. Like I don't understand that. Like I've heard people say that from from uh, from our other side of the pond and our Australian friends. They're like, yeah. yeah, every time you say bummer, it kind of sounds like someone's getting fucked in the ass. Um, <laughs> or I'm so bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> but back to the titty fucking. Yes. Yes. So yes, yeah, so wrap my tit, my big double D's around his cock and. I was really working. I was getting frustrated because I was like, I was going at it for a good 20, 25 minutes and just even get to the point where I was like grunting while I was sucking his cock. And then I think he finally took the the hint about, all right, it's been about 20, 25 minutes. He's not going to come that way. So he threw me on the couch and finished off that way. <laughs> good. <laughs> way to give uh, in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. You're going to fuck me. All right. <laughs> uh. Damn it. 
Another failure sexually. Uh, I've only gotten him once giving him a blowjob. I mean, because I guess because I take so long, but it's it's just, yeah, I've only, I've only gotten him once, but there will be another time. Oh, yes. Challenging. I'm sure there will. <laughs> well, I mean, to be really honest, um, you got to remember, guys jerk off differently than women because we have True. different equipment. So for most guys, and I'm not going to say all guys, but for most guys, and surely for me, it's mm. a very strong consistent yang 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 yeah 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 you know so all that softy schmoopsy kissy tipsy stuff mm-hmm. it's like that feels really good but that's not that's not the end game that's not going right. to go to the end game you have to increase that grip and you have to increase kind of that visceral build i mean in some ways it's it's a lot like when you're going down on a woman that there's a certain point where the kissy the kissy, okay, fucking cut that shit out. <laughs> we want some consistency now. Yeah, yeah. You're in the zone. Don't fuck around. Yeah. Stay there. Stay the yeah. course. Thousand well, points even, of light. Stay yeah. the course. <laughs> Gotta stay the course. God, well, we're even, old. If you think about it, like, I mean, if a guy's jerking off, his thumb would be around the bot, you know, around the the bottom of it, and his fingers would kind of wrap around the top. So when a girl's doing it, not unless you're laying like kind of on the side and grabbing it the same way, you're doing it the opposite way. So it's going to feel different to begin with. The same thing with like going down on a guy. It's like, you know, I like going down on a guy's when I'm like facing it, like if they were grabbing it, because I see like I can get deeper. And like the guys can come better, but it's just, yeah, if you're, if you're like that face fucking you see in porn, it's just kind of like, it's hard to come that way. Cause you're doing it. It's completely like doing it almost opposite, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it also depends once again, if how turned on you are, like if it's oh, super yeah. hot, you know, you can blow on it and it's going to blow a load. <laughs> but if it's, especially if you're kind of used to that visceral and especially if you're in that mindset, like I'm taking control, Uh then it's really, there's more control in that you're going to, you're not in a headspace to really come because it's like a dominant kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. (laughs) And it's true. I, I, you, you saying that just makes me think because yeah, your thumb would be under the urethra when you're sucking me off. Right. You know, I like how I'm visualizing you sucking me off. I'm like, okay, there's Path Girl, and I'm standing uh. over her, and there she is. She's looking up at me, and I smack her in the face with my cock a couple times. Mm. Sorry, Donis, this is just part of the show. <laughs> totally plutonic, sexual fantasizing about cock whapping Path Girl's face, just for logistics and science, really. Mm-hmm. It's just for trying, science, yes. I'm just trying to figure out. So, yeah, so when you're going, <laughs> gong, 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 on my cock, then your th- yeah your thumb is on my urethra where usually when I jerk off I got four fingers exactly. on that kind of like going come on get out 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 release it get out get out get out and then fuzzing which for me it's more like fuzzing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and a sock. <laughs> yeah, and a sock. Well, no, now I'm back in storage, so now I can use my normal paper towels and <laughs> things like that. Um, hey, look, choo-choo train going by. Oh, gosh. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm at the train track. Did you hear that? Oh, I heard that loud and clear, yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, yes, I am back in storage. God damn it. So um, I learned a valuable lesson 
okay. sort of sexually this week. And uh, my whole life has changed because, you know, being homeless, you got to shower, shower at the gym and then shaving and showering and all that. It's just so much work. So I bought an electric razor and okay. and it's amazing because now I don't have to shower or shave in the shower anymore. I have my electric razor and you can maintain it. So you feel better, especially, you know, in my condition, um, you feel better when you're cleaner and your your face looks good and you don't look all fucking rugged. So right. um, so I'm always keeping that and and it works really good on my head because I'm bald and the hair is much thinner, obviously, because I'm bald. Um, <laughs> but like the stuff that I take off, it's much thinner than the whiskers. So mm. it works really, really good on my head hair. And it like makes oh, it nice yeah. and smooth. And I'm mm. like, wow, that is fucking awesome. And then, you know, I'm in storage and it's kind of time to, you know, do the little manscapey thing. And usually I stand oh, over no. a box and I and I shave with a razor, dry razor. And I just, you know, kind of shave that way. And I go, what if, I mean, it works so good on my head. Uh-huh. I know where this is going, but go ahead. <clears throat> what if I use the electric razor on my balls? And how would that work? Mm -hmm. So, and let me tell you, it works pretty good. Really? Yeah. I I, like it would have gotten caught. No, so no, no, no. Nothing got caught. And so I did it and I'm like working it and I'm like, it felt kind of weird. Like I had this weird sensation, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm fucking getting into it, man. You know, cause I'm fat. I can't really see it. So, but I'm just, and I'm feeling down in the mirror and doing my thing. It's like a whole girl process, you know, check myself out. And, uh, and it looks pretty good. And I'm, and I'm like, Oh, okay. that was pretty fucking cool. And I start doing some work and I'm going to say about 15 to 20 minutes later. Uh-huh. I start feeling like a little itch. Oh, no. A little. <laughs> but not just like an itch, like a kind of all-encompassing itch. Oh. Like a, like a whole a whole thing, not just like, oh, that little spot. No, it was like a, huh. And I'm like, oh, just, like, you know, I just shaved, you know. <laughs> just a little thing. And it starts to build. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the itch turns into a burn. Uh, and then the burn turns into what the fuck is going on to my fucking nuts? And I'm like, oh my god! And I'm scratch. I'm sitting, Path Girl, fucking dude, it got so bad. I grabbed a dog and dragged its ass across my nuts. I just like it was so insane. I was like, what the fuck? I have made a mistake. It could have worked. I'm on fire. <laughs> I'm running around storage in a circle. Look for the next three hours. I'm at the library. I'm sitting in a chair. I'm like, I'm walking like I just took a shit in my pants. Oh, boogie. So to uh, any of those who possess the testicles, I'm going to give a little tip. I don't know about you, but uh, electric razors on the nutsack are a no-go. <laughs> All right. There could be an argument made, and I do know some people with the testiculars, that they do use an electric razor, but they they have to worry about getting their hairs caught on it, depending on what kind of razor you use. Um, but, yeah, you could trim it, but not really down to the skin. Like no, no, no. I'm talking about the thing with the little blades. like yeah. Not like yeah. trimmers. Yeah. Those, you know, those you don't really touch the skin. They go uh, against the skin and then they pick up the hair. And so mm-hmm. 
I do that on my every everywhere else. I use the clippers yeah. everywhere else with no setting. Um, but yeah, but the, like the electric razor, the thing with the little three spinning things that you, mm-hmm. you know, Naroko or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Can you imagine <laughs> if they tried to sponsor us for booty balls? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, we'd like to. No, 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 no. Sorry. I appreciate the effort, but no sponsorship needed here. I'm going back to my, literally my 19 cent a piece razors. Yeah. Work better than that. Or maybe it worked too good and took layers of my skin. It was like a couple days Ooh. before I was like, okay, I'm going to touch them now. <laughs> Can I touch them, please? <laughs> I mean, gonna... I know I shave myself bare down there and it's just, but I just use a regular hand razor. But yeah, like you said, after two, I notice after two, three days, I get itchy if I don't keep shaving. Yeah, you will get a little, it's not like this, bro, dude, oh, bro, no. bro, dude, bro. <laughs> I'm on fire. Bro. Not a good time. Not a good look for me. Not a good boogie oh. running in a circle. Ah! Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you do get a girl, you could do that to her and then watch her squirm. That would be the awful. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's because it's like, like, I don't like, dude, don't wax your shit mm. in the afternoon before our date. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're not gonna want you're not gonna want anything touching you. Yeah, you know, do that a couple days before, or, you know, whatever. Yeah, no. <laughs> and the listeners are like, they've done the last seven or eight minutes on pubic hair. Wow. If this show gives you any <laughs> amount of entertainment at all, why don't you go ahead and click that like button right now? Please and thank you. That that's what this is the time where we plug for if you are a regular listener, go ahead and click the like button now because it really does help us. And we're now starting that program. And uh, there was an increase, a slight increase, not a big increase, but there was a slight increase. And what made the increase is some of our listeners actually went and went through our SoundCloud page and clicked like on multiple videos. I, I will claim some responsibility for, for doing it because I did my part. But I did notice that the further back I went in the archives, there were more likes there uh, than the recent. But so I, I guess some people are working their way up while I was working my way down. But I did notice a bunch of uh, well, likes the plays are the plays are bigger. The number oh, of plays okay. are much bigger in the earlier ones because when people listen to perverted podcast, a lot of people start from the beginning. And so if you go to our early shows, they all have like four or 5,000 plays, and then it kind of just builds slowly. So eventually this episode where we talk about your amazing Velma play scene and me dragging a dog's ass across my nutsack, (laughs) it will eventually get up there in in plays because people will hear it and then immediately wonder why they're listening and then (laughs) click unlike. But in this moment now... Go ahead and click like. Fed life is the place where unicorns play, but then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. For your peace of mind, please note that the author of every post we discuss in the show has specifically granted us permission to do so. Woo-hoo. Okay, yay. So we have uh, a wonderful post by Art. Uh, he gave us permission to read his post that was called Availability is a Fetish. So thank you for that. So his post reads, can I reach out and hold her, touch her, pull her towards me right now? How about now? 10 minutes from now? An hour ago? 
tomorrow morning? <laughs> it may be asking a lot for a woman to be available on a whim, but this threshold is so goddamn hot when it's reached. People joke about the stage in a mature relationship when sex becomes so- something ri- schedule something rigidly scheduled. Thursday after seven is sexy time. This doesn't seem sexy to me. Now, before you jump down my throat, I realize that life happens and in order for things to fit in, people need to schedule time. My life today just doesn't require these constraints, so I wish to live without them. Logistically, this still has its own inherent issues. There are times when she's just not into it. There are times when she's unavailable physically, mentally, emotionally, etc. There are times, yes, sure, I concede to this. I'm not naive and I'm also not a monster. Still, her striving to make herself available to me as often as possible is just red hot. This doesn't have to mean sex either. Being able to grab her ass while she's cooking, initiate a makeout session when she's on the couch, or just decide that I prefer my hand exploring her lap when we're in the car together. This is that not-so-subtle dominance I crave. Physical autonomy is not is a big deal. This is precisely when it makes it so damn hot. Being able to control the physical access to your person is really a requirement of feeling safe in your own body. It's not easy, and it's not cheap. It takes loads of trust. She trusts that I will recognize the immense cost she's paying every time she pays it. It's just like trust I'll continue to do so. It's one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a lot better than burning balls. Let me tell you that, girl. <laughs> yes, it is. That's the good burning balls right there. <laughs> well, that if you're is, getting here all the time, you don't have to have burning balls. <laughs> that is that is true. Then I can literally just be like, I'm going to use your tits with aloe vera to soothe my balls. Yes, sir. My joyous, <laughs> joyous balls. This is... Uh, this was a very well put, and we obviously chop it up. We'll put it up on our Fat Life page in, in whole. Um, we chop it up for the show, but uh, this is exactly the dynamic. If I'm going to have a relationship with someone, this is the exact dynamic that I strive for and will hold out for. Like if I'm going to play with you, then of course the the access to your body at all times dynamic is not what we're going to have. We'll negotiate everything that we do, you know, play by play um, every, every, to whatever level that you want. But in a relationship, this is the dynamic that I, I seek out and I seek out partners that seek out that same dynamic. This is, this is in many ways a CNC dynamic. This is a consensual non-consent dynamic and it can be at any level. I mean, it can be, to the level to where I can grab you and spank you when I want, but I can't fuck you or rape your mouth when I want. We have to talk about that. Or it can be all the way like I kind of had with Mew, um, which was, I like it when I don't like it. And so just take me Uh and I have a safe word. My safe, you know, I have a safe word if I really, really, really don't like it. And then, like he said, there's that trust where I kind of know, hey, she's really busy or she's going through this or whatever. So I'm still going to check in. But in general, that ability to just be able to take when you want. I mean, I always like being that way. And I seek out those kind of relationships, too, even if it's not in a kinky way. Like the relationship I have with Don is I'm always expecting for him to pounce on me. And like you said, whether it be 
I'm washing the dishes and he smacks my ass. Um, or he just kind of like, as we're walking through the door, he'll like brush his hands across my boobs. And it's just kind of like that little hint of like, I'm his is just so fucking amazing. Yes. Yes. An amazing dynamic. And once again, not for everybody. Yeah. Because it, it really depends on if you have that predator prey instinct that dynamic that desire some people don't want to give up that much control so this relationship isn't for anyone that doesn't want that type of split in the dynamic and that's where it has to be this has to be something you negotiate you can't assume everyone wants this type of dynamic because it's just not that way a lot of people are very independent and they want their body autonomy And they want to be able to discuss whenever there's going to be an activity all the way down to I don't want you to touch or hug me unless we talk about it because some people don't like to be touched, you know, and they only like to be touched in certain in certain circumstances. And that is absolutely cool for that person. I'm not going to play with somebody like that because that's not what I'm into. But it doesn't mean anyone's a bad person for whatever their personal limits. You you don't even need a reason. I don't need any reason other than this is how you are. So this is something that really needs to be negotiated if this is something that you want in a relationship on both ends. Because if you're the bottom and you want a CNC type of situation where you're just going to be grabbed and taken and the top dominant isn't that type of person that they're always going to be like, oh, is this okay? Is this okay? Because they're very scared or they they have their own thing where they don't like to just grab and take, you're not going to be satisfied as the bottom in that relationship. So this is something that you really need to speak about with your partners to start talking about, hey, are you into random grabbings and this? And then what does it go to? Can I just fuck you, bend you over a couch and fuck you whenever I want? You, that has to be stated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and it obviously it's really fucking hot on both sides. The fact that, wow, he could fuck me anytime he wants, or, Ooh, I can grab her tits anytime I want. But especially on the dominant side, speaking as the submissive, the dominant, it's a lot of responsibility because not only you got to worry about the legal stuff, like, okay, we're walking across the, the parking lot and Donis decides to like stick his fingers up my skirt. No, we can't do that out in public. You got all the legal stuff. And right. then you have the responsibility of like, I have a kid, I have a job, I have a, uh, multiple medical issues where it's just like, you got to have that split second of, yeah, I really want to grab her ass right now. I want to stick my fingers up her pussy, but you know, I know she's not feeling well, so I'm probably not going to do it. Or like, I'm going to pull her back by the hair and see how she responds to that. And then, you know, my responsibility is yes, if I am not in the mood for it, I'm going to say for it. But at the same time, the dominant has to have some responsibility of don't push your submissive or your, your partner past that limit of, I don't want to do this where it's not fun anymore. It's supposed to be fun. I completely agree. I completely agree. And that's where this negotiation is so important because if you're on the bottom end, absolutely just like you said, completely agree. It is the top's responsibility to do their best at all times in that CNC dynamic to be aware of the headspace of their partner to know when this is pushing them in an unhappy place or in a place that they're not going to recover well from, or that it's going to end up creating problems. That is absolutely the responsibility. However, 
there is no way I can be perfect. Of course. There is no way I can always understand what's inside your head. When an hour ago you were into this and maybe something happened, you got a phone call or a text, it put you in a headspace, but I'm not reading that in your face. Mm-hmm. At that point, you are responsible to speak up for yourself. Right. You can never assume anyone understands what's going on in your head 24 hours a day. As you move on in the relationship, surely you get better and better in CQs and on this date and three days before your period and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, those are all the things we learn. It gets better and better. But if you can't advocate for yourself, if you can't speak up when you know this is not right for you and you have negotiated that there is a safe word in place and you used it on me twice, there was two times. Most of the time, she, she most of the time I pussied out before she did because um, it's like she a lot of times I would grab her and take her and start trying to fuck her, do things to her. And she'd be like, I really don't want to. I really don't have time. I don't have time. Blah, blah, blah. That's not red. <laughs> we had a discussion mm-hmm. and there is a part of her that that was the CNC. She got so turned on after the fact that I didn't care and I just pushed through and I just took what the fuck I wanted. That was super hot to her. And in the moment she really didn't want it. And a lot of times she would start saying, I don't want this or whatever. And then I'd get like, all, (laughs) (laughs) I know. But twice she did use her, her safe word. Mm -hmm. And if you can't use that safe word, you have no fucking business in that type of dynamic. You are not ready for that type of dynamic. That is a danger to you. And it is a danger to the dominant. You have both of you have to be at that point to where you can negotiate these types of dynamics because you can run into really major problems. And not even just, yes, legally and whatever But just in the relationship, you have to be able to have that communication together. You have to be strong enough. And that is, once again, another responsibility of the dominant to create an environment where you are, as the bottom, allowed to speak up for yourself. And you are encouraged to that and you are rewarded for that without a bunch of gaslighting and judgment because now you're just in an abusive relationship. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be about safe wording. I mean, me as a woman, I'm very, very self-conscious of my body smells. And it's just like, I could be running around all day and getting home from work and I'm still in my scrubs. And like, if, if, you know, Donis could pull me back by the hair and expect to take me and I'd be like, very politely, um, sir, it would, or just even like, would it be okay if I ran to the bathroom first and cleaned up and, you know, just, you know, speak, just, just speaking up for myself respectfully and like, yes, I want to do this, but can you just give me a minute or even take the sex out of it? I know people that are sexually available and that includes taking photos or going to a semi-public place, you know, going out in their car and masturbating, you know, and, you know, send me an audio recording of it, you sure. know, logistically where it's just like, um, I'm at work. I, you got to give me 10 minutes to get to a bathroom or I'm in a park and I don't want to get something for sexual, you know, just Speaking up and basically saying, yes, I want to do this, but just give me a minute or let me change the circumstances a bit. And then I'm all yours. I Once again, that is absolute communication that 
that this is the difference between reality and the fantasy. And of course, it is good to challenge yourself and to strive to be more available and to have like little things in place like, oh, if this moment comes, of course, that's that's wonderful and exciting and you're free to challenge yourself, whatever. But ultimately, this is something that requires an ability to communicate. Because if you just say, well, we're just going to try it and see what happens, you are almost guaranteed to run into some significant problems. Most people will not just be lucky. Sometimes, you you know, you know enough and you get with somebody that, you know, both both people are experienced in CNC mm-hmm. and consensual non-consent is part of their, you know, like their DNA. And so, yeah, it works out a little better because you have a lot more to it. But you can't rely on that expertise because humans aren't perfect. We don't always interpret each other perfectly. There's always going to be moments where our signals get crossed and we don't smell the pheromones right or pheromones, whatever. And that is where there always has to be that environment that you've created that, hey, we can speak up about this. And if you need a shower or if you need the thing, because there's times where people have said, oh, I don't feel fresh. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm sticking my face there. Yeah. I'm just going to fuck you. And then now you'll have a reason to go fucking shower. Yeah. Or even one of my one of my first dominants, like when I would come over to his place after work, he'd grab me by the hair and one it was under. So he would just tell me, you're going to go shower. You're not going to put on clothes and you're going to kneel on the bed and wait for me. And I would do that. So that way I'd be, you know, he would respect my boundary of I want to feel fresh and like right. give it as a, as a, as a, as an order. Or even you could start small and just say, okay, we're going to go negotiate between the two of us that from the hours of like six and 10 every night, you're going to be available for me. So that means by 530, you should be in a shower or put whatever clothes on or whatever sure. and just set the mood for us. And then once that works, then expand it. And that's in. That is, once again, that goes back to that whole idea that you create your dynamic with your partner, whatever that level is. Maybe the only thing that's okay is that little smack while I'm cooking. And that's, you know, I like that. That's okay. That makes me feel dirty and and also that I'm yours, but I don't want you to just grab me and fuck me. Or like you said, between a certain time, absolutely make it work for how your relationship works. And if it doesn't work for you, then you have to be able to speak up about that. You have to be able to advocate for yourself on both ends and be like, this doesn't work for me and and go from there. And at the end of the game, maybe that's not the right partner for you. Yeah. And you need to not be afraid of that, because let me tell you, you don't get into CNC relationships when you're not into fucking CNC. Yeah. You're just asking to be in a negative situation. And yes, you are asking because you're choosing to stay in something you know that you're not into. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Both can ends. I just say, yeah, on both ends. Can I just say like one of my favorite things is just I love it like when, you know, I've always I always cook my guys dinner and like especially when I'm washing the dishes for my guys just to come behind me and just bite me on the back of the shoulders 
And I'm trying so hard because I feel so fucking good, but I'm trying not to drop the plate in the sink or break something. And it's just like, oh, yeah. oh fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I'm trying not to break stuff. It's just, oh, I fucking love that. Oh, yeah. Just push her face <laughs> into the fucking sink with the dirty dishes and start fingering her or oh. just grab utensils out of the thing. Fucking swat her ass with it and then throw it in the sink and say, clean that, too. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> fuck. God, those were the good old days. Uh, oh, no, I'm sad. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for ARCs for giving us permission for this wonderful post. It really was awesome. Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. My spooky brother from another spooky mother. Hello oh. there, Boogie. How do you be this evening? I what? be evening. <laughs> I mean, whenever people are listening to the podcast, <laughs> it's like one thirty-five in the afternoon. I don't even know what time zone I'm in. I'm still kind of dealing with being back from Texas, and the time is different. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's time. It's light out. That's pretty good. Hey, how's the uh, Halloween haunting going? It's going pretty good. I mean, there's you know the normal drama that only scare people can do, but. Other than that, um, I'm definitely getting to the point where I am tired and I just want to sleep for a week. Right. Um, <laughs> for, for those who've never worked in a haunted house, it's actually pretty uh, stressful on the body. And um, you're you're up, at least for me, like I have to be at the at the haunt at like 2.30 in the afternoon. And sometimes I'm not gone until 1.30 the next morning. So, oh, wow. you know, um, <laughs> It's like Monsters, yeah. Inc., where you're, like, all, like, I just need a break from scaring. Oh, it's exactly, like, and it's exactly the same way. Like, once I'm out there and I'm I'm scaring and I'm doing my job, like, the screams of everybody are just fulfilling to my soul. Um, but, you know, then I have to go, like, then you relax and my body's like, oh, this hurts and this hurts and this hurts and this hurts and this hurts. So <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot like being a rock star. You know, it's like all the non glamorous mm-hmm. driving and sitting around and sound check and waiting in the van or the motel or hotel, whatever, depending on what level of star you are. And the actual fun part is literally like an hour or two that you get to finally jump on stage and interact with your audience and remember why you're there. And so there's been songs, great songs written about that. But it's kind of like that for uh, scaring people. Mm-hmm. Very it's much so. To, it's good to know, man. Well, then, God damn it, you are a spooky rock star, and, and I love you for it. Have you? Uh, so have you had any time for shenanigans? Uh, not particularly. Uh, my my weekends are definitely taken up with that. And so I have I have lots of, like, hunting and primal fantasies as I'm out there because I can't actually do anything. Sure. Um, e- even though so many people do hit on us, which can get weird at, at a certain point. Um, it's like I'm when in a she's family. ninety, what well, or thirteen? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. So Even many the ninety-year-olds legal. I'm um, yeah, like I mean, fair. Um, and knows what she's doing, but like, I no. There's just people who like flirt with me that I'm like, you are a child. No. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, no. But are you getting some good cougar fucking flirting? Uh, I, I have a lot. The, the, the primary people that, because, like, I walk around with basically this club type prop. The nice. the people who ask me to hit them are usually in the, I, I would say, 40 and over range. So, like, 
Um, those are the ones who like to get hit, and I'm like, you're in the wrong place. Meet me at a, at a different place, and yes, but... Um, I'm going to win the lottery. I, I made that plan. I bought my ticket, okay. and we are going to have a fully inclusive, full sexual, consensual, sign the waiver, video intro, consent all fucking haunted house i would love that my my goal it's not as kinky but i would like to start uh, like you know when i'm rich and famous and have the the disposable income is like i would like to have like a big haunted like renaissance fair type thing that has a hayride has mazes but has like i have this whole plan in my head nice Um, and i I would love and and it it would be in like an adult like not not pornographic necessarily, but it would be like an adult, mm-hmm. like no no kids allowed type event. So like we could actually have gore and we can actually like, you know, get a little explicit with our scare. Like, I just think it would be so much more fun. I um, like you. You had me at no kids, <laughs> but then you lost me when you're like, well, not really pornographic. I'm like, OK, well, I'll, uh... I, I mean, I, I would like to have like a naked day. I think that would be. Like one night during the season, like all the nudists can come out and participate in this event, but like buck ass nude and like. Can't you condom club fuck them? Like just wrap it, you know, just have a bag of fucking giant condoms and just stick that club you carry in a condom and just bend people (laughs) over and fuck them with it. I mean that 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 could happen on on the the sexy naked night. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we're on the same page. With what we want to do at our haunted... I mean, you have the experience, so obviously I have to consult with you. Of, of and course. Uncle Creepy. Course. You know, you guys mm-hmm. are going to be the ones developing the the scare, but I am going to insist that it be extra creepy, you know? Oh, of course. It would, we, 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 I would... I go for actual scary, not like Disneyland-level scares. Like, it, it, it's stuff that will give you nightmares and or wet dreams, depending on uh, how, how you feel about it. I just want to club fuck a lot of chicks. That's fair. That's that's my thing. I mean, call me old fashioned. Call me old fashioned. I scare you, boo. I jump out. I pretend to cut your throat, and then you're turned on, and I club fuck you. I'm just. That's just my vanilla. <laughs> that's just yeah, my that's, level. It's super vanilla boogie. Like it's very. <laughs> that's my vanilla classy. porn yeah. scaring. <laughs> Ho hum. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, God damn it! So, uh, but you'll be back into some action pretty soon, and and I'm glad that that's going. And it always is fun every year that we get to talk about it because, you know, people like to be scared, and we've talked about how it turns you on, and it's a type of sexuality, and it ties into your primal. So, uh, the fact that you get to do it every year is 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 a treat to talk about. That's for sure. But we do have mm-hmm. uh, a topic that I kind of wanted to touch on a little bit because I was reading through the old reds. And I said, oh, this is one good to talk about with Enigma. And uh, a guy wrote in, and I love this because, you know, we get all highfalutin in our ego going with our community, with our lifestyle, with how much we know and whatever. But the reality is, is there are people that are kind of doing it right, even not necessarily in the lifestyle. They're still doing the things that instinctively you would do 
if you want to do something ethically and responsibly in your relationship. Absolutely, it helps if you're in a lifestyle with a lot of people all doing that. You can surely draw, learn faster, get more opinions. But it's nice to see that people have the right idea. And this guy reached out in uh, in a BDSM advice group. And uh, I'll just kind of paraphrase a little bit. He has a submissive. And and she recently brought up the idea of giving him a hall pass, which uh, I've heard the term a lot before. And uh, and she basically wanted to give him permission once or twice a month to kind of go out and do whatever he likes, for, you know, basically with somebody else, you know, go play mm-hmm. and have sex. And and so instead of just being like, fuck, yeah, and dropping it, he. You know, he had a conversation with her and he's like, hey, so why do you feel the need to bring this up? And and she's like she had her reasons. You know, there was a lot of different little reasons and she's doesn't want to worry that he's not getting everything he needs. I don't know. He didn't get into their sexuality or what they do and don't do. But she was kind of just feeling like, you know, she would rather be more comfortable knowing that things are going well for him and that he's satisfied and. And uh, and so apparently she had some trust issues before and ever since then, one of his remedies was that they will sit down and he will if she feels comfortable, if that makes her comfortable, she can look through his phones or his fet life. And, you know, because he's like, I don't have anything to hide. So if it makes her feel more comfortable, if she's getting in her head about it, which I've done that uh, with partners, too, because I have nothing to hide. So um And then he just talks a lot about the discussions that he has with her and the fact that he sits down with her. But then he follows up with, hey, I was just wondering, have any of you guys had this experience? And I just started laughing because obviously this guy is not in the community. And I send back a message. I go, well, what you're calling a hall pass, we call ethical non-monogamy. What you're doing is is very normal for a lot of people, it's not, I mean, hall passes, kind of, and I wanted to talk about the difference between a hall pass or whatever, but what he was talking about, they negotiated, they talked about it, they were concerned for each other's feelings, and they, I guess, set up some boundaries and, and so forth, which to me, and what's your opinion on this, but that kind of sounds like he's on the path of ethical non-monogamy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been on the negative side of a hall pass before. Um, and so we can talk about that a little bit, but yeah, it, it definitely sounds like they're, they're doing some ver- a, a version of polyamory without calling it polyamory. Mm. Um, and I think that's something that I, 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 I think that's something that happens a lot, like in the quote unquote vanilla world is like that they will like a, a more vanilla, more not kinky related company or couple will, discover something about kink they will call it something else and be like oh there's this really cool thing and i thought it was called this but actually like there's there's this whole community that that is that surrounds it like they will start to do some sort of like um ds dynamic and not really know what it's called until they start investigating it and then they then like they they realize that there's like so much more to it than what they were um just doing on a superficial level so i think i think for sure what they're doing is very very cool but also like it is kind of adorable to see them kind of figure this out on their own and do it in a a pretty ethical way 
Yeah, and I mean, and the other thing that, of course, I think is is really good is that he did just as we suggested do, reach out and get other opinions, see if mm-hmm. you can find some information online, join some groups, see if you can have some people talk you through this, maybe give you some ins and outs, because surely there are a lot of mistakes to be made in polyamory and ethical non-monogamy. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that you, like surely a, a billion things that I didn't know that I heard other people with a lot of experience share that made a lot more sense to me. So I think it's really good. Shifting into the hall pass, once again, call it, I, you know, I'm not into names or titles, but to me, a hall pass kind of sounds like it's wrong, but I know you really want it. So I'll just build up the energy to kind of suck it up. And let you go fuck someone and get it out of your system so I don't feel like you're doing it behind my back. It doesn't really sound like it's motivated necessarily from a healthy place. Right. And like a, a, a lot of it is like, uh, like I said, like I, I had a kind of a negative experience with it where I was hooking up with this person who I knew from college. And like it was like the second time I was over there. Like I, I thought like I was kind of. I knew a little bit about polyamory and such. So I thought that I thought that was kind of what was going on. And then we were talking about it and she was like, yeah, he told me just to like, it was kind of a don't ask, don't tell situation. Right. And like that, that really put a, um, it put a sour taste in my mouth. Cause like, I, I, I didn't really feel like I was being appreciated as a, as like a partner. I was just like a, like a secret side piece. And that felt really, nasty and it didn't like uh, it, I, it, we, I just kind of like let it fizzle out at one point because it was just like this isn't this isn't healthy for either one of us and I'm not gonna be like I I, I don't know how to say it because it seemed like something that they were okay with right? but um, it did not feel good on, on that end of things. And that I, I absolutely agree that that's where that negotiation for some people is extremely necessary because you had different needs in that, even though it was a play thing and you were enjoying that person sexually without a serious relationship, you still have a need to kind of feel like you're at least important to the person outside of the sex. And that's something, and that's something that needs to be discussed. If you're good with it, then absolutely, as long as everybody, everyone involved, no one's lying and cheating to anybody. There are lots of dynamics uh, out there. Lots of people with the dynamic of "don't ask, don't tell," mm-hmm. and and if they're once again, if that's you know, they just you know they're okay with it. They understand it. They can process it. They just don't want any of the details. That is absolutely fine to be a part of that dynamic but once again your new lovers also need to know that's what it is because it is a little bit different than everybody's involved and it's compersion and you know Mm -hmm. those types of things go in compersion of course is you being happy about your lovers lovers because it makes your lover happy uh kind of thing something i don't have (laughs) yeah and (laughs) the thing i don't have yeah, the, the thing you don't have. And also, like, I, I, one, one thing that I, I look back on, like, I had a couple of relationships back there, back then, where, like, I didn't know what the, 
like what like demisexual was and i didn't like i don't mm. think that was even in a, a term yet or it wasn't a popular term yet and so like knowing that now it's like oh that totally makes sense because like i was in this because like we were flirting and it was fun but like i didn't really have that emotional connection and like because she was married and had a whole other relationship um and i i was that secret side piece so like knowing that now it makes a lot more sense why i was so uncomfortable with that arrangement um but i i i still look at that as like the the way that they were doing the hall pass was i at least i don't think was very ethical and i I don't think it was very i think it sounded more like she wanted to do the thing and he didn't want to lose his wife so right he kind of like let her go do the bdsm thing and then like she would come home every night so i i i kind of see it more in that space than um some like something that like the the redditor sounds like they were doing in a much more ethical way which gets me to you know i hate titles and i hate you know all the new things that people come up with and always the new term but i will say out of all the terms that have come onto the scene in the last few years, I think demisexual is probably the most helpful of terms because people were really confused about this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really were confused about why am I not attracted? You know, because we're told, you know, he, she, they, whatever, you know, that you're supposed to primal and you see, you take, you get taken. You know, it's like a lot of cut and dry. But a mm-hmm. lot of people were very confused that they weren't kind of able to just jump in and do it. Right. And I think the fact that we said, oh, no, you just need a stronger connection with someone before you can jump in. Because to be honest, I think most people have, at least in my experience, have some level of demisexual where they need a connection. They need to feel that at least they're moderately important to the person. I think most people can't just jump in to a meat locker situation and expect that to go okay. I think most people kind of seek that validation and emotional connection. So I think that's one of the... I think it was really good when people started using that term and understanding what it meant at varying levels. It it gave a lot of people relief. Yeah, and, and and like yes, I I think there there is a point where like um you know, labels kind of become superfluous, but like I I think sometimes like for like when I look back again to college, my college years, like I would see people hooking up all around me at college parties and be like I like I don't feel like I like I want to participate, but I also don't. Um yeah. and like I don't feel uh like really compelled to do that and i think that's why a lot of people have these fantasies of like oh i want to go to like i want to go do glory hole i want to go do like a gangbang and have that like that fantasy of strangers using you taking you all that stuff but then they do that and then they come out of it and they're like that something was missing from that right and 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 that's why like i know a lot of the people that i know in our community if they're planning that, it's like, okay, they're going to pick a specific person and that person is going to pick specific people. And then those people are going to come in and participate. And it's like, it's going to be a lot more of an emotional connection than like, you know, like we see that on FetLife now, a lot of people are like, Hey, I'm putting an event. We're having a gangbang at such and such hotel. Come on down. 
And I like most of the people I know will see those and laugh because like there's no way they're going to those. Right. There is no way. And I think I like the term because I don't necessarily believe it is an orientation like it's an actual orientation i believe it's more of a personality or a characteristic or even an archetype that demisexual is just i need to be connected to somebody before i can have sex yeah no i i i don't think i think a lot of the like the uh even demi ace all of the like all of those kind of i think they are more of identifiers within somebody's sexuality um like the person is they're, it's it's they're straight they're they're bi they're gay but they are also demi ace pan whatever um I, I yeah these are terms these are terms to describe your behaviors and your likes and your dislikes it, it's not something to go make another fucking flag and uh and wave around so you can <laughs> isolate yourself from other people it's it's a personality it's a it's a way to explain yourself when you talk to people who you may either be interested in dating or who have similar feelings and are struggling with not being able to go to swingers parties and glory right. holes. Right. Good topic. I, 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 I think it's a very good topic. And I think it's something important for everyone to talk about, um, like th- that there are different ways to do ethical non-monogamy. Um, and there's, there's no one way to, describe it there's no one way to look at it but as long as everybody involved is in the know of what's going on that's what makes it ethical when you go beyond that it it just becomes cheating fantastic and if you love enigma and i and you have forgotten yet to click the like button then fucking do it now yeah click the like button and also if you are on a if you're following us on something that has a comment feature um, or some sort of like, hey, I love, I, I want to review these people. Um, do that. Get five stars, ten stars, ten hearts, whatever they have, and you know, say something special. Like, like describe your favorite sex position, but in a way that you would describe if your grandma was listening. Nice. I mean, technically, as far as reviews and the algorithm and stuff, you could literally just type in "I like soup" and it's gonna see that there's right. interaction. It doesn't mm-hmm. read your message. But right. I do like to know if people like soup because soup is fucking awesome. I love soup. My God, I want soup now. Well, now I want soup. Jeez. What, what's your favorite? What's one of your favorite soups? Oh, uh, cheese and broccoli. Nice. Nice. A good cheese and broccoli on a, on a wintry day. I am a, 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 a white clam chowder guy. Oh, uh, yeah. I find... The the I've I've tried that before and the clam chowder is disgusting. So, <laughs> but I, I I do like other types of chowder. I do like there's like bacon chow. I do like other chowders, but just not not clam chowder. What's great about it is I can eat a bowl of clam chowder while I'm fucking a chick from behind, and then just you know I don't feel like coming, but you know she wants to feel like I did. <laughs> I just wait till it gets to that body temperature level. And then mm-hmm. I just go, oh, yeah, baby, here it comes. And just flip a spoonful onto her back. And she's like, oh, my God, what a fat load. And then I, like, flick another spoonful. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, keep your face down, bitch. I'm going to come more. And then I flip more. And then I take my finger and I scrape it. And then she doesn't know it's not my spooge. And then I go, oh, yeah, I'm tasting my own spooge. And then she's like, oh, you freak. Oh, my God. And then she tastes it. And I'm like, how much garlic did you eat? 
You're a, I am a salt eating kind of motherfucker. That's <laughs> why well, I got high blood pressure. Your cum tastes like clam chowder. Yes. Yes, it does. I don't know if that's a motivation to suck my dick. But anyway, good topic. <laughs> and we'll see you on the next one, Enigma. Sounds good. And that is the end of show 365. He's still buttering and sputtering. Thanks, thanks guys, for listening. If you have any questions, comments, you love or hate us, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on FetLife, TikTok, or Instagram under the handle pervertedpodcast. Don't forget to share this episode with your kinky friends and click the like button and make me tingle. And if you think this show brings value to your life and is beneficial to other kinky humans, please consider donating five bucks if you give a fuck to our Patreon account at patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. And as always, love and smushy kisses to all our patrons around the world. Your support means the world to us. The world, the world, my life's blood. I just wrote our patrons like a weird letter. It was nice and smushy. I, I write my it. little things. I think about my, you know, my patrons, you know. And once again, it, I, everyone that is listening makes me happy. But I got to say, the patrons, I know you're there. <laughs> you send <Yes>. money. Yes. <laughs> like you are there. But uh, it, it is so exciting to have people that believe in you. And everyone that listens to this show just keeps us going because why the fuck do a show if there's no audience? Bantango Radio. Yeah. But a lot of people also are like, oh, I feel bad. I can't financially help you with Patreon. You know what? Clicking a like button is free. Take yes. five minutes and click a like button for four or five episodes and you're done. Just you click this us. one. Yes. Just this one. It's right in front of you. And by the way, email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. If you don't, because I guess Google's fucking fucking us again. And doesn't have a like button on their player. Let me know what your format is. If you're on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher or uh, iHeart or whatever. Let me know if you have like buttons on your players. So I won't bitch at you anymore. But you can always go to our SoundCloud uh, SoundCloud page and click like there if you want to help us out. Because it really does. They go by likes. If there's a lot of likes on the on the video that's called interaction and that means it's obviously good content and they want to push good content out there and they push that out but uh it's just exciting to be a part of this and especially now that i'm doing all this new stuff and trying to really build up the show and marketing and so it's exciting it's exciting to do this and i'm doing it because we have an audience and we have people that care about us and what we have to say and think it's important and i'm very grateful for you for that so there's my last mushy fucking 365 mushy fucking episode love fest thing. We love you, Boogie. Well, I we love you. Wait a minute, I'm talking. You're included in this. <laughs> yes, I started as a patron. And I'm still a patron, so you're still well. Good. <laughs> if I can't titty fuck you when my balls are burning, then <laughs> at least I'm getting something out of this. I'm here. I got the fucking, I got the aloe vera right here. My balls are like, hey. You drove the wrong way. You're supposed to drive uh, east, not west. God damn it. Damn it. You're lost. Whatever. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next show. Sure. I can be free. I 
can be a llama. Llamas all have curly dicks and spit on you when you bring up your drama. I can be me and not give a damn. I can tuck my penis in between my legs and pretend I'm a woman. Morals and etiquette, fuck it, I've had them. Life's much more fun when you do something random. Chains of propriety scream for removal. I won't live my life for your bullshit approval. world. I can poop up on a mountain. I can scream the bees are in my ass and jump into a public fountain. I can be God and make my own religion. I can paint a mural of a chick fucking a donkey in my kitchen. Morals and etiquette, fuck it, I've had them. Life's much more fun when you Something random Chains of propriety Scream for removal I won't live my life For your bullshit approval Eat like a viking in a restaurant Have kinky sex in public places Wear a bikini to a funeral And make odd contorted faces Hmm. Wear a shirt made out of bacon Dye your pubic hair blue I swear your life will suck much less If you change your point of view Broaden your scope and expand your brain. Baby, watch two chickens buck a toaster and see if you're entertained. Sex isn't war or a battle of wits. I eat your pussy, fair is fair, now why won't you let me come on your tits? Why? Morals and etiquette, fuck it, I've had them. Life's much more fun when you do something random. Chains of propriety scream for removal. I won't live my life for your bullshit approval.